Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, this is Dr. John Bergman talking to you today. Okay, we've got an exciting um, talk today about adrenal glands. Now, you've heard of adrenal fatigue. You've heard of anxiety, stress, thyroid. I mean, all of this. We're, you're going to learn so much about the adrenal gland today that you're going to be walking by a mirror, looking at your reflection, and smiling. Because when you're talking about adrenals, now these are two small glands that live on top, or they're located on top of your kidneys. That's why the kidneys are called renal, and it's adrenal, or above the renal. And it makes sense, because if you're going to put the pharmacy of the body, and that's what the adrenals are, um, to have the best dispersion of, of the products that they make, you put them on top of the blood filter. So they have direct access to the entire body. Now, when we talk about the adrenals, the adrenals keep you alive under stress. Now, if you're taxing the adrenals where you're under ridiculous amounts of stress, now think about this. What are you seeing on the news? Are you talking about um, or seeing terrorists, economic collapse, wars, um, big pharma, the forced vaccinations? I mean, there's enough out there to be worried about. But when we're talking about adrenals, we're talking about stress. And the medical definition of stress is any adverse stimulus, physical, mental, or emotional, internal or external. Absolutely. So it's really a belief system. And one of the things with adrenals is you're starting to see multiple generations. Uh, no longer are kids just grown up, um, joyous, no responsibilities. I mean, these kids, 54% of our kids today have a chronic illness or injury. Now, knowing that the adrenal glands produce anti-inflammatories and they produce all the stress hormones, that even our children are getting um, stressed. So this is not just just uh, people that have been on the planet longer. If you boil it down, just three different types of stress. We have physical, chemical, and emotional, and our adrenal glands are designed to keep us alive through those stressors. We're literally in a fear-based world. So how does your body respond to these stressors? Well, first, we have the amygdala. Now, this interprets images and sounds, and it perceives danger instantly, and it sends signals to the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is unique because that has um, one foot in the nervous system and one foot in the endocrine system. But it's really the amygdala that, that interprets you're walking by a dark alley. Is that dark alley safe or dangerous? Well, if you've walked by a thousand times and your house is at the end of it, you might find that dark alley safe and inviting because you're close to home. Now, so first the amygdala. Now, this is a perception by your brain. And now, if you think it's dangerous, instantly, the hypothalamus is going to send the signal down to the adrenal glands to produce adrenaline or stress hormone and cortisol. Now, this opens up the blood vessels of the, of the body, bronchodilates, okay, or opens up the, the air tubes called the bronchus in the lungs. 
Uh, it can constrict blood vessels to the organ tissue. It can dilate blood vessels to the muscle tissue. It's going to decrease stomach acid secretions or gastric movement, and it's going to increase conversion of glyco glycogen to glucose from the liver. All of these are stress responses, and this means that your body is preparing for battle. The problem is, under chronic uh, stimulation of this, uh, your body can actually break down. Now, there's it's called the HPA axis, or hypothalamus-pituitary-adrenal axis. Now, this is reliant on that sympathetic nervous system. And let's look at the nervous system of the body. You have this automatic or autonomic nervous system. It's composed of two parts. One part keeps you alive under stress. That's the sympathetics. The other part regenerates tissue, and that's the parasympathetic. So you have the sympathetic, which is fight or flight. And this is what the, the hypothalamus is has its foot in that sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight. So if the fight or flight is active, the hypothalamus releases uh, corticotropin-releasing hormone, or CRH. Now this triggers the release of ad adrenocorticone uh, hormone, or ACTH, from the pituitary. And then the pituitary controls the adrenal glands to release cortisol, and then, bam, that um, actually suppresses and cortisol levels literally fall, and, and once the threat passes, then the parasympathetic nervous system starts. So all of these stress hormones that are released into the system, there's no off button for them. This is why, and you can even see if somebody has just gotten off of a stressful circumstance, like a, a ride at, at some amusement park that's, that's scary, they're going to be shaking afterwards because that adrenaline is going through their body, and the adrenaline keeps in the body until it's used up. Um, in the adrenal glands, they secrete adrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and this b triggers that entire fight-or-flight response. Increases heart ro rate, increases blood flow to the muscles, heart, uh, increase in breathing rate, bronchodilation, keeps the brain alert. However, if you're in a chronic state, guess what happens? And this is what a lot of people are walking around with today is adrenal fatigue. Well, first, there's going to be insomnia because you're in a chronically stressed state. And this is going to be a weird type of insomnia where you may be awake at night and tired during the day. So altered wake, wake and sleep patterns. Also, fatigue, because your body has been under such stress for so long, you, you can't regenerate tissue. And then achy joints, and this means all the joints in your body are going to be achy. Uh, the reason is is because of low cortisol production. Your adrenals are are being drained of the raw materials. Brain fog, super common in adrenal fatigue, and low sex drive, plus cortisol-mediated metabolic state. This means weight patterns or weight distribution in the belly, seat, and thighs. And once you see that, man, you know chronic cortisol, chronic adrenal fatigue. And this is what happens when people are under extreme stress. Also, <clears throat> breathing issues or a loss of breath. And this is for like going up just a very short amount of staircase. 
um, because your body, again, is fatigued out. Low sex drive, chronic sinusitis. I mean, there's so many um, problems associated with this. Um, and the the challenge with this is the longer you have it, the more your body breaks down. Because you've got to figure cortisol is absolutely essential for in the short term. Uh, now, it, you're talking it elevates glycogen and glucose production, so increases um, blood sugar or available energy. It increases fatty acids in the blood from fat cells. So it, in short term, it can break down certain fat cells. Uh, it, it functions, of cortisol also, it counteracts inflammation and allergies. Now, this is one of the good things, but also one of the problems. Let's say that you're getting multiple doses of vaccines. Well, that's going to tax the adrenal glands because cortisol is going to be secreted in order to get that, um, in order to cause the inflammation to be reduced. Does that make sense? Absolutely it does. Um, chronic cortisol, though, that's going to be causing decreased protein synthesis. So that means that your muscles are going to break down. Muscle wasting, osteoporosis, um, diminished lymphocytes numbers, uh, chronically elevated blood sugar levels. So that means it's going to be cortisol is going to be elevated. So this can be, I mean, tremendously bad, tremendously bad long term. Um, when we look at the adaptation to chronic stress, you're talking the hypothalamus, pituitary adrenal access is going to be chronically elevated. Now, this increases blood pressure, raises risk of heart attacks and strokes, uh, and then it can cause adrenal sufficiency, uh, which is actually a low-functioning thyroid, sympathetic dominance, Digestive system is going to break down. Reproductive system is going to break down. Endocrine system is going to break down. Uh, and you can see how under chronic stress or chronic adrenal gland um, stimulation, your body literally starts to break down. So what do you do? Well, first, look at what some of the signs are. Uh, because if you do have a chronic um, metabolic state, chronic... Um, stress state. You're talking impaired cognitive function, lower functioning thyroid, blood sugar imbalances. So most of the people that are coming in with type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep disturbances, um, weakened immune system, slow willing, wound healing, all of these, all of these have um, adrenal fatigue in their, 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 their adapt, adaptation. And that's what it really is, because it's really the body adapting to chronic stress. So when we talk about adrenals, we're talking about strong, chronic stress. Now, the adrenal glands are the pharmacy of the body. They produce estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. They fight cancer. They produce interferon. They produce every mineral corticosteroid, glucocorticosteroid, sex hormones, everything. And it builds all of these from a cholesterol. So, obviously, cholesterol um, is one of the most vital components that you have. So, now we have the hypothalamus, 
adrenal pituitary or pituitary adrenal axis. We also have the adrenal pituitary thyroid axis or APT axis. Now, this again, the way the body works is you perceive your environment through your nervous system. So is it a safe environment or dangerous environment? <clears throat> if it's a dangerous environment, you've got to understand that certain things are metabolically expensive, like immune system, like digestion. So this will actually decrease blood supply to the gut. It will decrease the thyroid function. So when you're looking at chronic stress in the adrenals, depression, uh, memory loss, altered immune system, weakened in, or inflammatory condition, chronic fatigue, uh, insomnia, confusion, cognitive impairment, heart palpitations, all of this. You know, we got a patient, um, and I'm going to bring up a couple of case studies and show what the heart rate variability tests look like, what, what the body actually looks like when it's adapting to these chronic stressors. <clears throat> 45-year-old girl, and we're talking with diagnosed with high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and low-functioning thyroid. <clears throat> now, what we've talked about so far, you know, high blood pressure, what is that? A sign of stress or a sign of stress? Absolutely, it's stress. What about type 2 diabetes? That is a blood poisoning, so that's not a disease. That's actually the body adapting to chronic stress. Typically, it's going to be chemical stressors, but also physical stress, emotional stress, is going to cause a chronic elevation of blood sugar. And knowing that systemic inflammation can decrease thyroid function, we know this person has got some type of chronic stress response. And so what does that look like? Well, on when you're checking for the sympathetic and parasympathetic, when you're checking for autonomic function, you're going to see a massive a sympathetic dominant state. So this means that this person is going to have uh, shortened breathing problems. They're going to be anxiety, stress, fatigue, everything. Now, when we look at what these patients are given, we know that if you're given a high blood pressure pill for high stress, that that increases risk of stroke. We know that the antidepressants, like the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, uh, can actually cause violence, mania, and increase um, agitated depression, obsessive preoccupations, uh, can result in suicidality and violence and other forms of extreme behavior. I, I mean, this is very, very dangerous. So what are some of the solutions? Well, some of the solutions, for one, is omega-3s. As odd as it seems, there's an, an article we're gonna, uh, we have tonight, and the title of the article is Omega-3 Fatty Acid Deficiencies in Neurodevelopment, Aggression, and Autonomic Dysregulation, Opportunities for Intervention. And it's amazing, but it turns out that if you have healthy amounts of omega-3s, animal fats, so we're talking fatty fish, it actually helps uh, serotonin production, it helps neurodevelopment, and the decrease of omega-3s in the diet can cause mood fluctuations and anxiety and stress. So really, when we're looking at, when we're talking about adrenal function, is a balance between the adrenals and the thyroid. And it turns out that everything that helps with cortisol or the adrenal function, 
um, can actually help with the thyroid. <clears throat> so what kind of things raise cortisol or raise that stress hormone? Well, low-functioning thyroid, inflammation, stress, tissue damage, all of this, vaccinations, toxic food, all of that can raise cortisol levels. And if you raise cortisol, guess what happens? The thyroid gets suppressed. <clears throat> so what, what kind of things lower thyroid function? Well, estrogen. So this means birth control pills, pesticides, <clears throat> high cortisol levels, liver toxicity, fluoride, pesticides, stress, toxic food, medication, vaccines, all of this stuff damages tissue and causes the adrenal glands to produce the cortisol. So what kind of things lower cortisol and things that help the thyroid? Well, how about a healthy functioning thyroid lowers cholesterol or cortisol? That means that if you have sufficient amounts of iodine, you are dealing effectively with your physical, chemical, and emotional stress. Plant-based diet, that means vegetables, healthy water, healthy food, low stress, or dealing with stress effectively. Uh, so when we when we look at what a lot of doctors are doing now, is if they see a um, adrenal fatigue or a low functioning thyroid, they'll typically give a thyroxin or T3 or T4. Well, I got to tell you, thyroxin T4 is not the thyroid hormone. Now the thyroid gland, which normally produces some T3 will decrease its production in the presence of thyroxin. So by taking a thyroid um, medication prescribed by the doctor, it can actually lower your natural thyroid production. In fact, thyroxin often acts as a thyroid anti-hormone in women. Thyroxin can actually be used in hypothyroid cases uh, because it can suppress the oxidative metabolism. <clears throat> Now, this is a big deal because we're talking over 3 million people have a hyperthyroid. About 20 million people in America have a low-functioning thyroid. And this tends to increase as you get older. And drugs for hypothyroid, it's the seven most popular drug out there. So what can you do to help the kidneys, to help the adrenal glands, to help your, your body recover from this long-term toxicity? Well, cleansing herbs like stinging nettle and burdock root, fantastic. Those are two herbs that really help the kidneys and adrenals. What about high antioxidant fruit? This is like blueberries, blackberries, um, raspberries. That high antioxidant food, fruit is fantastically good for you. Um, beets are except, exceptionally good for cleaning uh, kidneys. However, beets will turn your urine in poo red, so that can freak you out a bit. But the um, antioxidants in there and antifungals are fantastic for cleaning out the, the kidneys. Seaweed, lemon juice, spinach, again, all of these are fantastic for cleaning the kidneys. So what kind of things damage the kidneys? Well, when you look at this, the things that damage the kidneys are inflammation. Now, if, if you boil down the entire immune system response to a Th1, which is um, a healthy immune system response for long term, 
and a Th2 immune system response, which is short-term inflammation. Well, a Th1 needs healthy gut flora. Now, all last month we were talking about the gut-brain connection and how you need healthy gut flora in order to have healthy brain function. Well, you also need healthy gut flora in order to have healthy immune system responses. So that means you need um, healthy bacteria in your food, organic plant-based diet, and food that promotes healthy bacteria in the gut. So you're talking um, uh, not processed foods, organic foods, plant-based. And it seems too simple to eat fermented foods with every meal. will build up your gut flora. But that's what you need. Um, particularly when you're talking about skin disorders or anxiety or stress, that is a direct reflection of poor gut health. And so that's the normal Th1 response, which is also humoral and cellular. Now, there's the second response, Th2 response, which is an acute inflammatory response. Now, this is hugely important when you're talking about vaccines. Because if you have an acute inflammatory response, that means that that cortisol is going to be produced like crazy to keep your body uh, alive under short term. Uh, and Because remember, acute inflammatory response is what the adrenal glands, the cortisol, is designed for. It's not designed for long-term immune system responses. So <clears throat> what kind of things trigger an acute inflammatory response? Well, vaccines do. This is why when you're looking at 49 doses of 14 different vaccines before the child is six years old. Now, when you hear people talk about vaccines, it's not really based in science. It's more based in religion. And that's because for science, you need a double-blind placebo-controlled trial this means you take a, a drug or therapy, you have a fake drug or therapy, and then you have a control group, and you follow them for a period of months to years. Well, most vaccine trials go on for no more than two, uh, two weeks to a couple of months. And there are no vaccine trials comparing all of the... 69 doses of 16 different vaccines by the time the child's 18. And it's interesting, too, when you look at the vaccine schedule, that everything has radically changed since the mid-'80s. That means before, when the vaccine manufacturers had liability over their product, where if the product damaged the public, they would have to pay, that liability was taken away in 1986. So within 10 years the number of vaccines tripled. Now, this is something that, that you're not going to hear on the media, even though it is true. And if you look at the book, um, the How to End the Autistic Epidemic by J.B. Handley, um, you're going to see that all of the data points, the, the massive rise in autism, the massive rise in this autistic tsunami, that we're experiencing that, that is literally going to negatively affect the economy in the extreme really started back in the early 90s, and it has been exponential. 
And so now, since the public is being made aware that some of these, um, I mean, literally dozens and dozens and dozens more vaccines than they were exposed to, they're being forced on the public because the public is starting to be aware that this can have a negative effect. And so they do have a vaccine adverse event reporting system in called VAERS, but even the Health and Human Services say that that's only between 1% and 10% of all of the vaccine injuries, which is a bummer because they've paid out almost $4 billion so far in vaccine damages. So if that's only 1% um, or 10%, you're looking at a, a very great amount of money that, that is caused by this forced medical procedure. And if you look at human experimental toxicology, uh, they actually went through the vaccine adverse event reporting system from 1990 to 2010. So, so this is when the massive rise of vaccines, um, the number of vaccines tripled. And they said studies have not been conducted to determine the safety or efficacy of administering multiple vaccine doses in a variety of combinations as recommended by the CDC guidelines. That's right. Studies have not been conducted. And according to the journal Environmental International, and this is March 2016, they're talking about some of the factors, environmental factors, that are leading to autism spectrum disorder. And they say the adjuvants or heavy metals used in vaccines, glyphosates, fragrances, phylates, um, phenols, insecticides, uh, cologne, air freshener. So all of these toxic chemicals that these kids are exposed to are contributing to the damage to the brain. Now, we're going to bring up a couple of kids who, you know, one was vaccinated, one wasn't vaccinated, and I can show you what their guts look like. And it is remarkable to see um, the differences. Now, there's also... Um, the human papillomavirus or HPV shot, there's a big controversy in that. Some countries are outlawing it, but there's a lot of lawsuits that say that it's actually causing primary ovarian insufficiency. Now, they're injecting um, teenage and pre-teenage girls with this, so ovarian problems won't be found out for a few years. But since this vaccine has been going on for a few years, we're starting to see that there are significant problems with uh, reproduction on people that have had that. So what is the key? The key to getting this, um, your body healthy, brain healthy, and adrenal gland healthy is dealing with stress because your adrenal glands are actually a reflection of the amount of stress that you're exposed to. So you don't need to take massive amounts of supplements, but you do need to get your nervous system checked first because that nervous system literally controls and coordinates every function of the body, but it's also how you perceive your environment. So if you're in a chronic sympathetic dominant state or stress state, and that is from a physical stressor caused by a misalignment of the vertebrae of your spine, that's going to have a negative effect on how your body can reproduce cells. So the physical stressor, you have to get that checked by a corrective chiropractor. 
um, regular exercise. This reduces stress. It's so weird that just a half hour of walking a day makes such a huge difference. Then proper nutrition. That means if man makes it, you do not eat it. It seems too simple, but that is the truth. Um, you, you look at an organic, plant-based diet, and this is how the healthiest people on the planet live. And then sufficient rest. This means resetting your circadian rhythm so you can get deep sleep every night. And prayer and meditation. It seems too simple to say that 10 minutes of prayer and meditation every day has a massive calming effect on the body. But it really does. <clears throat> so we're going to cover all of this and more tonight in our talk. We're going to do it live on Facebook. And you can also get it at ExtremeHealthAcademy.com. Check out there. We have a number, because we're featuring adrenal glands all this month, a number of little home exercises you could do. We've got webinars on this. Uh, it's, it's just a great, great area to get together. And then go to the site at drjohnbergman.com. We have a tremendous a wealth of information there that talks about not just adrenals, but depression, anxiety, um, autism. I mean, we have articles for days on there. And I think there's still one cabin left. Isn't that weird that we're like five months away from taking off to, in March next year, to go to Havana and we, uh, the boat is virtually sold out. So if we do sell the last cabin, we may be able to get a couple at the discounted rate. But that's just going to be fun. If you go on the Havana cruise, sign up through the Dr. John Bergman site, and um, we'll hang out on the back deck smoking a Cuban cigar, which seems cool. Okay, so when you're talking about adrenals, look at the stress level. But man, always look at your body that you respond intelligently to environmental stimulus. Your body is made in the image and likeness of God. Uh, this is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>